Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. Echo is a group of people in Cincinnati, Ohio, who love Jesus, love hanging out, and are navigating the ups and downs of our faith together. We're glad you're here. If we haven't met yet, I'll tell you my name. My name's Kelly Carr, pastor here at Echo Church, and thanks for being here on a very special Sunday. Only four times a year does this happen when we invite all Echo kids to join us in worship. And today was special, too, because we have a theme this summer. We're all learning to serve. We're all talking about how we can serve our community inside the church, outside the church, in new ways. And so kids have been invited too. So you, perhaps you were greeted by an Echo kid today or offered a crayon. Uh, later they're going to help at communion and picking up afterwards. All the kids are shadowing all the jobs that we do today to learn how to serve in church. So thank you. And if you see someone nearby, tell them thank you, little or big, um, and model any service you would like for them. I want to begin this morning and my time to chat with you. I don't want to talk about shoes. Can you look down at the shoes on your feet? What do you think? Um, I'm going to have you give me a thumbs up or thumbs middle or thumbs down when I ask you these questions. Okay, adults and kids, do you like the shoes you're wearing right now? All right, okay. What about, are they your favorite shoes? Are they just okay or are they meh? Okay, okay, got some mixed reviews. Um, Do they make your feet comfortable? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Did you pick them out? Did someone help you pick them out? Or did someone just give them to you? All right. And finally, do you like to wear shoes or would you rather be barefoot? Oh, got some barefoot people in here. I'm all about shoes. Okay, people design shoes to take care of your feet, but they also design them to look fun. Now, I tend to buy shoes that make my feet feel really comfortable, but I'll tell you a secret. Does anybody want to know a secret? Okay. These shoes I got, I just got them to look fun. And Steve, you can put a picture up on screen in case you can't see my feet. Okay. I got these in a magical place called the Nike headquarters. Okay. We were on vacation this summer. Steve's friend used to work at Nike, and so he took us on a tour. Now, this is not, this is not an indication of of a brand. I'm not pushing a brand on us. I'm not pushing consumerism. I'm just telling you we went to the place and it was kind of fascinating because look at this place. It is like as big as a college campus and there are all these wild buildings. This is the newest building named after Serena Williams. And then you see that ramp there? That's like a training run. They'll do like track runs and they, they do all this to test out shoes. Now we walked around and we saw There was a track that people could test out shoes running in the woods. And all kinds of celebrities will come and visit here, athletic celebrities. Now here's the story. You probably have heard of Nike before, right? And you might see some swooshes, different places. All the bigness that we know now of Nike began with like a guy and his track coach, and they were talking about their feet. They were talking about what are the best shoes that we like to run in And maybe other people want to buy these shoes too. Do you think that that probably took off, yeah? And so the most famous shoes and the ones that I got were to imitate the one and the only Michael Jordan. 
And so all of this, all of this monstrosity that we know of as Nike today began with thinking about feet. So today, we're going to be thinking about some feet. Jesus, he thought about feet. Well, he thought about some other things too, but we're going to find that out as we go along. So we're going to be in John chapter 13 today. And if you have a device or a Bible, we're also going to have them on screen. Kids, if you grabbed a kid's Bible, we're going to be reading from there today. In the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are all the different people who wrote the story of Jesus' life. So in John chapter 13, we're going to read a special story where Jesus was trying to teach his disciples how to serve more. And, you know, we think that's something we can all say, yeah, that makes sense. If we love God, we care about people, and you do things for other people because you love them. But sometimes it's helpful to have reminders. And Jesus really wanted his disciples to be reminded today. So John chapter 13, and I'm going to read for us verses 1 and 2. It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world. It was time for him to go to the Father. Jesus loved his disciples who were in the world, so now he loved them to the very end. They were having their evening meal. Okay, let's talk about where this is in the world. Jesus lived in Israel, and at this moment, he is in the city of Jerusalem. So here's a map of where in the world Israel is. You can see it's in the Middle East. And if we zoom in on Israel, the little red square there, that's where Jerusalem is. So that is the city where Jesus is right now with his friends. Now, we heard the word disciples. That's a big word. It just means people who were learning from Jesus, wanting to follow him. He was like their teacher, and they were disciples. So kids, in here you're probably students, but these were called disciples. So Jesus is hanging out with some of the people that he has been teaching. And it says they were having evening meal, so dinner time. But look up here on the screen. Dinner looked a little differently than maybe your table does at home. Have you ever laid down at a table? They're really low to the ground. They're laying down, and this is how they would eat at the time. It's very different from where you and I would. And as you can try to picture this setup, that Jesus is going to talk, and he's going to talk to them. But he's invited them to this meal for a very special reason. It said it was Passover. This is one of a celebration that still happens to this day. Every year, people gather and have meals together to remember that God rescued his people. And both kids and adults, we read through some of the book of Exodus, and we talked about how God rescued his people from slavery, and that is what Passover remembers. So maybe you've gathered at tables with friends and family, and that's what Jesus was doing. So let's keep reading verse 3. Jesus knew that the Father had put everything under his power. He also knew he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothes. He wrapped a towel around his waist, and after that, he poured water into a large bowl. Then he began to wash his disciples' feet. He dried them with the towel that was wrapped around him. All right, I'm a visual person, so let's try to imagine what's going on here. It talks about Jesus doing a little wardrobe change. What's going on? Well, I found this drawing. It's talking about girding your loins. That is a phrase, and this is what it would be. So if they were wearing a long robe and you need some action, you need to move around a little bit, 
Um, basically, there's this, you can have follow this six-step process to make your own shorts out of a robe. So that is kind of what Jesus did. He was like tying up things so he could get down. He'd get low. He's going to get on the floor. So that's what this person in the drawing is doing it to fight. But a servant would do this because you got to be able to move if you're taking care of other people. Now, kids, imagine you were at recess and you're playing outside and you're hot and sweaty and you come inside in your class. What if your teacher took off your shoes and washed your feet? Would that be, would that be funny? Adults, what if your boss did this at work? Would it feel awkward? Probably. Probably a little awkward. So not only does that just social settings feel a little strange that someone who is an authority over you now doing something with your feet, this was a very big deal in this day. So Jesus, at this point, he is known. He is a celebrity. He is known throughout the region. He's preaching. He's teaching. People are following him. And yet the job he just chose to do was of a servant, of not even a Jewish servant, of a slave. The Jewish people thought that this job was so beneath them that they didn't even hire their own people. They hired Gentiles, non-Jewish people, to do this job because that's how they felt about it. Because when they were out walking throughout Jerusalem, throughout different parts of Israel, it's a dry land probably wearing sandals. Their feet are getting dirty. And when you come into a home, hospitality is huge. You take care of the people in your home. And one of the things you do, they probably showed up all showered and bathed, maybe not a shower at that time, probably a bath. They probably showed up very clean. But when you're walking to somebody's house, your feet still get dirty. So you would take care of a guest by making sure their feet were nice and clean, ready for dinner, because they're going to lay at that table, right? We want clean feet near our food. But it was a job no one wanted to do. And yet Jesus got down on his knees and the disciples were like flipping out. They were flipping out. But let's, let's read what Peter says. Jesus came to Simon Peter. He's, he's washing his feet. And Peter's like, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't realize now what I'm doing. But later you will understand. And Peter's like, no, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you can't share life with me. Now here's a sneaky thing. Sometimes Jesus talked about the thing in the moment, and he also talked about a bigger meaning. We call that metaphor in literature terms. So Jesus is talking about washing here, but he's wanting Peter to, Peter's going to think about this later, that the cleanliness just wasn't about on the outside. Jesus knew that hours, hours from now, he would go to the cross and he would die and he would raise again in order to be clean on the inside. Jesus wanted all the hurt to be washed away. Jesus wanted all the mistakes we made to be washed away. So that is what Jesus is trying to say to Peter, like, I'm going to wash till you are clean and you're ready to live with me. So, let's see how all the rest of the disciples, Jesus has the lesson here. Verse 12, when Jesus finished washing their feet, he put his clothes back together. Then he returned to his place and said, do you understand what I have done for you? 
You call me teacher and Lord. You are right. That is what I am. I am your Lord and teacher, and I have washed your feet. So you should also wash one another's feet. I have given you an example, and you should do as I have done for you. What I'm about to tell you is true. A slave is not more important than his master. A messenger is not more important than the one who sends him. Now you know these things, so you will be blessed if you do them. Jesus' lesson here wasn't just about that moment, that kind of service, washing someone's feet. Jesus was trying to show his disciples that they were going to go out and they were gonna, they're kind of known in their area. Just like we might know some celebrity athletes that we were talking about earlier, they were known in their area. People knew they, they were with Jesus and that might have given them a reputation or status. But Jesus said, no one's more important than each other. The person doing this job normally here in this household, a servant, is not any more important than the person who hired them, than the person who owns the house. The person standing up on this stage is not any more important than people sitting in the pews. The person greeting you at the door is the same importance as the person who cleaned the toilets to make sure the church was prepared for you today. We're all equally important, and Jesus was trying to show his disciples that you take care of each other. You just take care of each other. And sometimes you look around and you think, no one has to tell you, this is your job to go do this. He's like, you need to notice, you need to pay attention to people's needs, and you need to just do it. You just need to step in and serve, okay? Jesus said that is what it means to be a follower of God. He said, Jesus, when he did this, he was like, you think God is amazing and great and the creator of the world, and he is, but he's also a person that bends down and makes sure you feel good all the way to your toes. God's love is big and it's small. It's far out and it's up close. Jesus washed feet because he knew that that would not leave their minds. That visual, you can hear some words, people can teach you lessons, but when you see it lived out and you feel on your feet, Peter's not going to forget the touch of Jesus' fingers on his toes. Maybe it tickled. Does anyone here, do your feet tickle? That would tickle my feet. Peter's going to remember that, and he's going to remember that that lesson means take care of each other. Do the things that make you uncomfortable because you're taking care of people made in the image of God. All right, let's talk about shoes again. I said that sometimes I buy shoes because I want them to feel good on my feet, and sometimes I want to buy shoes because they're fun. And shoes are both practical and they're beautiful. And so sometimes people design a shoe, and they make it very practical. They want to protect your feet, especially in cold weather, or free them up in the warm weather. Maybe they're supporting your arches, but they're also beautiful, and they have style. They got some bling. They got some heels that I would never walk in, but there are some stylish shoes out there, okay? So someone, someone had to design these shoes. They had to create a pattern, and I went down a rabbit hole of a search, and look at the steps involved drawing a shoe, and they put it on the model of a foot, and they design it 
so that you know what the point is. Once you design one shoe, then you send the pattern out. And other people can make that shoe also. So then we can all buy shoes and have shoes for our feet. You know what Jesus did when he said, I am an example? The other word there was, I am the pattern. When Jesus got down at their feet, he said, this is the pattern to follow. Jesus' pattern of serving was practical and beautiful. It was practical because you know what? When you have a need, how does that get filled? Through other people showing up. Most of the prayers that we pray are often answered through other people, other people serving. And then when you serve, you are probably an answer to a prayer you didn't know someone prayed. Jesus set that pattern, and it's practical because that's how we meet each other's needs. Our practical needs are taken care of through other people. We are protected. We are comforted through others. But it's also beautiful We talked about God rescuing his people and he did big things in the Bible and we read about how the Red Sea was parted and the waves are pushed off so people could walk on dry ground. And that was probably really, really loud. But Jesus drew low and he was probably really, really quiet. Sometimes God answers our prayers and you were the only one that knows about it. When God meets a need in your life, you and maybe one other person might know. But God's care for you is still as great, even when it's personal and private and quiet. That's what Jesus showed. God is big and loud, and God is quiet and gentle. So, before we leave, let's talk about serving. Because our goal today was to say, Jesus was our pattern If we're supposed to serve too, what does that look like? Let's talk about some very practical things. Serving, it can look like helping someone who is sick or hurting. It can be teaching someone how to do something they don't know how to do. A lot of times we're like stuck and we need to call a friend, say help, figure this out. Serving is cleaning up a space for someone so that when they come in, it's all ready. Serving, you can make food for someone You could give someone a hug. You could pray for someone. That's service too. And finally, serving is noticing other people. It's saying hello. It's inviting them to spend time with you because God put us in communities. He didn't make us alone. He put us together. And so we serve one another by inviting others into our lives. Now, I want to say that sometimes Sometimes it's hard to have the words. It's hard to have the words to speak to other people, people I know, people I don't know. How do I explain the big and the small and, and all the things about God? Jesus is like, you just, you just live it, and that speaks louder than words. So we're called to serve practical and beautiful ways. That's why we did our Summer of Service Challenge. We came up with this with some goals, like a bingo card for adults, and we got the ones for kids, of just ways. It wasn't to add to your to-do list. It was just like, let's be creative. Let's think of all the different ways we can serve each other. We have a few of those printed out in the back if you want to take them home, or they're on our website as well. But it's just a way of saying, hey, we're all in this together. We're all trying to imitate Jesus, and sometimes 
It sounds so complicated. And Jesus was perfect, and that sounds so intimidating. I'm just trying to show us that Jesus, he just said simple things, simple service as a way to look like him. We're going to close our time as we do every week with communion. And the thing was, in John 13, 1, it said Jesus loved them to the very end. Isn't that beautiful? Jesus, he loved people to the very end. And the end, in this reference, was talking about how Jesus would go to the cross. He would also raise to life again. That he wanted to rescue us. He wanted to rescue us from all the hurt people have done to us. He wants to rescue us from the hurt we've done to others. So we remember. Jesus said, have a meal, just like they did at Passover. Jesus was like, have a meal and remember me. What a fun way to do it. Jesus was pretty creative, and he liked food like I do. And he's like, when you take it, remember me. Remember that my service to you was ultimately for your good, for your eternal good. So we're going to have a meal together, and you know what? We've got a couple of families that are going to serve us today. We've got kids and adults who are going to serve us communion. They're going to be on either side. And so just take time if you want to participate in this remembrance with us. We have plenty of bread. We have plenty of juice. And you can take it back to your seat and remember Jesus. Let me pray for us. God, thank you so much for loving all of us, no matter how tall or small we are today. Thank you for wanting all of us to serve and giving us opportunities. Thank you for serving us on this earth. Thank you for serving us by going to the cross, by dying on the cross and then raising to life again so we have hope for our lives, for eternity. Thank you for inviting us to have a meal with you and to serve other people like you. We lift up your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for the gift of your attention today. If you ever want to join Echo Church in person, we meet on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. You'll find us at 1301 East McMillan Street. That's in the Walnut Hills neighborhood of Cincinnati, Ohio, just up the street from our city's beautiful Eden Park. Find out more about us on our website, echochurch.org. Have a great week.